podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. No breaks, no breaks, no fear, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Well, you made it through the winter and here we are, ready for another big season in British Speedway. The official British Speedway podcast, of course, will be with you every week through the season. And we're starting off in style with some great guests, some great interviews to bring you to kick off the brand new season. Our main guest for the first part of the podcast will be the brand new CEO of the British Speedway Premiership, but no stranger to British Speedway or indeed World Speedway. We'll be chatting with Phil Morris. I really want to give the sport a big boost and try and move it forward in the right direction and I will be doing everything in my power to do that. We'll also have a bit of a roundup from the various press and practice sessions that have been taking place over the last week. Wolves have a very familiar looking side once again their key change is an old face in Rory Schlein. Rory you're back why are you here? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to answer that question quite a few times. We'll hear from Peterborough's latest signing, three-time world champion, Nicky Pedersen. Well, now we're in the, in the game, you know, we're in the UK, and I can't wait to get back on the bike again. And perhaps Ipswich stole the show with the winter signings. Emil Saifutinov, the former world number three, heading to Foxhall. Last last year it was tough time for me, but... Uh... Like I said, on our second wait, uh, was first meeting. We'll also hear from the man who made it happen, Chris Louie. We've got Rob Lyon of the Peterborough Panthers and also chats with Eric Riss and Ben Cook and maybe a few others besides as well. All on the way on this first episode of 2023 of No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome to No Breaks, No Fear, back for 2023. And what an exciting season we have ahead of us. You've seen some of the signings that the clubs have been making, some of the world's best heading back to our shores, and we can't wait to see them in action. And we'll hear from some of them a little later on. First of all, though, we're putting the attention on one of the big appointments made during the winter. And not too long ago, actually, just a couple of weeks or so ago, it was announced that Phil Morris would become the new CEO of the British Speedway Premiership. Now, we're going to find out more about what that means, but of course, you'll be familiar with Phil, no doubt. If you've watched any Grand Prix over the last few years or so, Phil has been the FIM race director for the Speedway Grand Prix series, the Speedway World Cups and Speedway of Nations, and he will continue to do that in 2023 as well as this new job with the Premiership. He's had a very busy winter. You might not have been to any Speedway, but Phil has been down to Australia, also been involved in some ice speedway and he's found time in his busy diary to join us. I must say, you're at the airport, aren't you, Phil? But uh, thanks for joining us uh, to tell us a bit more about this role. But it has been a a busy time for you already the last few weeks. Yeah, thanks, Ian, for having me firstly. And yeah, we've had a reasonably busy winter. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to new challenges ahead. Obviously, the one we're going to talk about now is uh, the British Speedway Premiership, uh, looking at helping that to improve its image to you know make it a better product hopefully and uh, yeah i'm really looking forward to it i i really enjoy a challenge and uh yeah i'm keen to get going with it obviously it's 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 a new position and it will be evolving all the time but uh i think in general it's uh it's an exciting time for me and hopefully i can translate that to being a, a better time for the fan and uh tv viewer so let's start by just seeing what this what, what does your role cover? What is your remit? That's one of the questions that I've seen online. You know, fans have been asking, what what does it mean? So so what does the CEO cover? What are your responsibilities? 
So my responsibility, obviously, is is for Premiership Speedway at first. So it's it's not an overall uh, BSPL issue. Um, I'm targeted with Premiership only. Uh, obviously, with that, hopefully, that filters down and can uh, help the the middle and lower tier of the sport as well. But yeah, my my main uh, objective is to. Uh, I've pretty much got autonomy to make many decisions in the leagues uh, of what what gets done. Obviously, there is still a a process to be followed with anything like rule changes. They have to go through the Speedway Control Board, and certain decisions will have to go bo- go through the board of directors of the BSPL. So, um, yeah, there is some things that will have to go in different directions. But from my initial sort of chats with team managers, riders, uh, promoters, owners. It's all been very positive and, and I feel everybody's on board to go go forward with it. And uh, yeah, I, I'm sure that we all know that there's been a few issues over the last year that haven't gone down well. Um, I'm not saying we're going to eliminate everything, but ideally these kind of issues that came up that didn't help the sport needs to be... Um, eradicated as much as possible so yeah i'm looking forward to uh doing my bit and on top of that i will be at the live tv events uh overseeing them uh because obviously that that's one of my jobs in the grand prix to work with the tv and the production of an event so i will be doing that at the live uh, eurosport events uh going forward as well so as far as fans are concerned, though, away from the TV, those in the stadium, will there be a difference in, in the immediate term, the, the very short term, to how the match day experience looks or, or operates? Or are we looking at things maybe a little bit further down the line, a, a little bit below the horizon as far as the fans are concerned then? Obviously, short term is very difficult because of the time frame. Uh, I came in quite late, you know, 15 days before the season starts. So uh, it's, it's difficult to do too much, but I'm trying to make a difference, uh, especially for the visual look. And obviously, I'm targeting the the first of the Eurosport uh, live TV events, um, and that that is where I feel I want people to see that and see a difference. Um, I, I do want that to happen in all the league matches and not just specifically for a TV event. Um, but I would think mainly at first, I, my, my proposal is to go around each track and visit them and uh, make, a, I suppose, a dossier and a, things that I feel that they could do to improve. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a personal touch for each club. That's my first thoughts. And I want to do that. To, I've looked back at a lot of the live matches from last year with a different set of eyes. Obviously, rather than watching it for entertainment, which I've done before, I look at it from a viewer that may not know Speedway that would come in and just look at things. And there's there's a few things we could, a lot lot of things we can improve on. And uh, I hope I can uh, pinpoint them and eradicate them and make them look better. If you can hear a bit of beeping in the background, Phil is in an airport executive lounge uh, at this moment in time um, talking to us. Um, Phil then, so looking at this experience, um, when you go to, to clubs at the moment, obviously every club has its own way of doing things uh, and, and people have been involved in those clubs for, for a very long time. Uh, are we saying then really one of the things you're looking to bring to it is a, an, an air of uniformity that uh, you get a similar experience wherever you go? Yeah, uniformity is a perfect word there. Um, you know, there's lots of things when I ask what time is the track walk at each track, 
not one track could give me a real answer. You know, what time the tyres get given out. I just want to make, the, of course, the fans won't see this, but even for the riders, the team managers, I just want to make something a bit more structured and have a plan in place that, that how the day should look. And of course, there's going to be some uh, tracks that can't do that. I know, for example, at Wolverhampton, they don't, you know, they, they have a late sort of entry because of the, the Greyhound racing. And uh, there is some other places that won't be the same. But in general, I would like to uh, get more uniformity is, is a really good word to try and make things feel the same. Of course, it's going to be different. You have different stadiums, but the product, the, the premiership product needs to be at a level that everybody knows what they're doing, when they're doing, when there'll be a track grading, you know, things like that, keeping it a bit more uniform, even at that during a race meeting. And what is your vision for for the premiership as a whole? Because we're seeing now, uh, you know, we've got the perfect recipes, the, the, the top riders are now coming back. Um, we, we can see that. Um, and, and there is an excitement going into this season, an expectation that we've not had since uh, probably pre-COVID and maybe a long time pre before that uh, with the level of riders we've got now. But what is the, what is the vision for, for British Speedway, where it stands alongside the other leagues in the world? Of course, I'm, I'm a fan as much as you are, Ian, as much as anyone else probably listening to this podcast. Um, but I'll generally say anyone listening to this podcast is probably a Speedway fan. So my job is to get people that's not listening to this podcast to be watching Speedway and maybe listening to this podcast. So I've got a bit more of a vision that's, that I would say is outside. I really appreciate the fans we've got. We're very lucky in I say we because I, I'm a British person, you know, I love Speedway. I've had a, a long time in the sport myself, so I do class myself as a fan and I'm very honoured and privileged to be the CEO. Uh, but I, I feel going forward, you know, there has to be a, a stepping stone. It would be nice to think we could do something overnight. Yes, we could if we had a, a million pounds in a, in a swag bag around the corner. Yes, we could. But um, that, that's not reality. So um, we, we have to do things in a, a realistic way that works for the promoters. And, and I do think we have to respect every promoter that's promoting, whether it's top, middle or, or the lower league. You know, all the premiership promoters, I know they they love the sport as well. And they, they've been in it for a reason, potentially not as a, as a massive business reason, because they love the sport. And we have to respect that if it wasn't for all these promoters, the sport might not be here. So before we start looking forward, you know, I feel as if we need to be thankful in Britain for what we've had across the board over the years with promoters, because the sport could well have been in a worse place now without them. Um, I know a lot of people will be negative. That's sport, you know, you, the, the fans have a right for this, say, and I'm prepared to listen to that as well of what people want, why, why they're having issues, why they're having problems. And with, with your experience of working with the very top riders in, in the Grand Prix series, do you think there is scope for, for further um, expansion with, with riders coming here to ride more often? Obviously, the, the Polish restrictions sort of and, and the way things work can impact on that, and that's sort of out of our control. But do you think there is scope for, for more and more riders now to look towards Britain as a, as a place to come and ride? Of course, we hope so. Um, financial limitations do put certain barriers in the way because, as you know, there's, there's much better reminiscence for the riders in, in, 
in Poland, for example. So I do respect that it's not an easy, easy job to get riders back. But what they what the riders have done this year with three or four big names coming back and also sustaining what we have in some of the names, I think it, it's it's a start of something. Hopefully, um, and then it's a bit of a yeah. If we can get more people coming through the gates. If we can get better sponsorship, if we can get better TV contracts, then that will be able to improve the product, improve, you know, conditions for riders, which will want them to come back. So for me, yes, it's something that obviously we hope for. It's not guaranteed it's going to happen, but I, I really hope it's a start of something and we can really build on it. There is a very easy way to get people into Speedway tracks and, and it could be remedied tomorrow, but you would need probably about £50 million in an advertising budget to do that, to buy TV ads and the billboards and all the things that people will say, well, that's what you need to do. Why aren't they advertising? The sheer cost. People, I don't think, realise quite how high the costs are of the, the TV ads that you see on, on, on your TV every night and how much money is going in. Speedway simply cannot... Uh, cope, and I don't think even extra league would would manage it too easily in this country either, uh, considering the prices here. How do we get those people who are not listening to this podcast, those people who've never been to Speedway at this moment in time? How do we get them through the gates, but without that massive advertising budget? How do we do that? I would say you've probably hit my remit of what my job is on the head, and uh, <laughs> that, that, that's I feel we're we're where I and, and the sport itself, the Premiership Speedway, needs to be going forward. We need to be looking outside. And that's not disrespecting the fans we've got. That You know, you know, we, we, we love every fan that we have in this sport. The demographic is probably older than we would like. And again, we need to attract more, I think, youngsters. We need to, like you say, try, try different avenues, whether it's networking, whether it's working with the right people to get the right coverage that's not paid for, let's say. We, we, it, it's not an easy task, like you say. If you had money, then things become easier. But, you know, there's, there is ways, and this is sort of my job going forward, to find these ways and try and, yeah, it, at the end of the day, it's, it's getting bums on seats, and uh, if that happens, then... Everyone's happy. The riders are happy. The promoters are happy. And hopefully that Eurosport, with my initial chats with them, you know, we've got a really good communication because they work under the Discovery banner. So there is a, a connection to the people that I would be dealing with. So I'm hoping that they're going to be happy. And then when we go to renegotiate, then that, that will also uh, show up there. So there's lots of... Um, avenues it's not going to be easy because money does a lot of things like you said already but the reality of a tv commercial is probably the only time you could do that would be probably during a motorcycle event which you really then sell into the converted is it you know feasible because the prices would be less but that's something we really have to do and i think each club has to play their part with the local you know media the local television the local newspapers and then if we can start building that connection hopefully then we can build the sport up and it can be taken more seriously in national press in national media so you get your let's say free advertising through stories being there so i i see the i see the benefits and the uh the uplift of having stuff in national newspapers in 
uh, on TV news shows. It, it's it's a big thing. And if we can start locally and then build that to make it national, then that will help on our case as well. Yeah, definitely. Relationships with with the people that uh, that you need are, are definitely a, an important thing. Um, what, what you mentioned earlier that you know that there have been one or two issues over the last year that have been sort of controversial at, at some of the big meetings where we've seen you know riders heading off into a, a a conference in a in a in a back room somewhere and these are the kind of things that the focus gets dragged onto them even though they're very very small parts of a meeting but it's this kind of stuff that i suppose sets fire sometimes online you know people love to get stuck into the to the negative rather than saying how great that race was but they'll happily talk about riders having a having a conference in a in a back room at Bellevue sometimes so if if that sort of situation arises again where do you come into play are, are you are you the person then that would go in and sort of immediately have the say and sort that out um Yes and no. Uh, I think if it was a live TV meet then, obviously yes would be the answer. Um, I've obviously been lucky enough to be involved in the Speedway Grand Prix for eight years. Um, I have to make decisions on the spot. Sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. I'm not perfect, but in any sport, a, a referee in football, if it's a 50-50 decision, 50% of the fans will hate him, 50% of the fans will love him. That's that's a reality, and Speedway will be the same. We've just got to try in anything that is a difficult decision, like you say, with things like that. It needs authoritative decisions to be made according to whatever's in front of you in the rule book. Um, and I think everyone has to stand behind that. Uh, I, I do, yes, sometimes because maybe it is an ambiguous rule that hasn't helped, but someone I feel in, in situations have to make decisions, whether they're right or wrong, a decision has to be made and not have that 30, 40, 50 minutes, up, sometimes up to an hour, with a, whether it's a negotiation or an issue. I, I don't want to talk about last year because we all know there was issues, you know, on TV with an hour break on certain things. And it just feels like these kind of things hurt the sport. Of course they do. You, in, in any sport, whatever you are, especially if it's on TV in front of other viewers, You've got to try and eliminate the best you can. But, of course, that also comes back to a meeting that's not on TV. We want something that – and I'm expecting the clerk of the courses at each track, for example, to be working better and more interested in, in more things. But I also understand they're volunteers. So there's a fine line between you have the riders and maybe the mechanics, the team manager and the, and the promoter who classed as working and the rest of the people at the stadium are probably volunteers, which, again, let's not forget, at each track you will have flag marshals, you'll have pit marshals, you'll have start marshals, you'll have all these people, machine examinators, clerk of the courses, they're all volunteers that potentially could be working until five o'clock, getting changed and going straight to the track. So there's, there's an understanding of that. And of course, people, I'm sure, will say, well, you need to get professional everybody. If that's the case, Speedway goes out of business if you pay everybody for their time. So we really respect every volunteer. And if anyone's listening to this, if they're just the guy stood there with a red flag, we value them so much they wouldn't believe. So we need to make them sure that they're valued. And hopefully then they will understand our vision especially the clerk of the course who's there overseeing everything he's in charge of that event he needs to be at the level where hopefully they can 
lift that and make more senior decisions that will help the sport. And as you say, it's it's all about the people, you know, these people coming in and working throughout the winter, getting the stadiums right, doing what they can on the track to, to make the, the experience better. And, and without those, you know, Speedway would be struggling, as you point out. There have been some big changes through the course of the winter to um, many tracks, most tracks are getting uh, the equipment put in for transponders. Um, some already have it, but very few of them. But so they're all, that work's going on. And that's going to change the lives of the referees in particular. And, and again, that's, that's going to simplify and, and, and make results a lot clearer, isn't it? It definitely helps. I know from experience <clears throat> that the referee, when there's a tight finish, rather than if it's really tight and they have to look at maybe, you know, 10 replays over two, three, four minutes, because it's that tight, it's a very important decision. I know for a fact they've just looked over to the next table and said, was it blue or white? And they'll say blue won it by tenth of a second. Okay, or hundredths of a second. Thank you very much. Answer done. So, yeah, it does It does help the referee in that sense because it gives him uh, a definitive answer rather than maybe a camera angle that might not be perfect. And, and you know, when it's slowed down, it's a bit glitchy or whatever the wording would be for that. So if you have a proper photo finish camera, okay, that's different. But what we have now having that uh, extra backup as a, a live timing of each rider does help that situation. It makes it a little easier for the refs, yes. Some other changes that have come in, and these go across the board from the Premiership to the National League, is the simplification in, in the league points. You know, two points for a win, uh, zero for for a loss, and uh, the you know the aggregate bonus point carrying across as, uh, as well. So we've got uniformity there, that word again, across now all of the leagues and, and things operating the same now across the, the three British leagues. I think that's a, a massive plus point, and uh, I am aware that the Speedway Control Board are potentially looking to follow the FIM rules as much as possible. Now, I know pretty much Polish Extra League follow them. If, if FIM decides something, they follow. So does Sweden. Britain have been lacking in this quite a lot. They, they, they have different ideas and different decisions, which I totally understand. There's certain reasons why. But I feel it doesn't help sometimes when riders are racing in Britain and they go to a different country, whether it's an international event and there's a different set of rules. So again, I was coming a bit late for that for this year, but I'm hoping next year, but I'm already aware that the Speedway Control Board are, that's their goal to sort of mirror alongside and fall in line with different rules. So yeah, I hope we can do that to make it a bit more simplified for maybe a fan when they watch Speedway Grand Prix or Extra League or whatever they watch and then see something different in Britain, they'll wonder why. So hopefully we can eradicate that as well, maybe. Here's one for you. Um, I was talking with, I've, I've done some interviews for my other podcast, my humours a Speedway one, and I had um, Steve Worrell and uh, I had Danny King on and recently, who uh, sends his regards. And, uh, and, and Danny was saying that, you know, what what he would love to see, and I think Steve might have said it as well, is that the and, and others have mentioned this too, the countdown clock. You know, we see it in Extra Liga, we see it in the Grand Prix. Is it coming here? Uh, I, have to, I have to be very careful I answer this one. Um <laughs> for for me, if I had a choice, every track would be, especially premiership, which I'm talking about, we would adhere to the same rules as every other country. Um at the moment the rules have already been uh dictated by the Speedway Control Board, and I know 
that there's a process to change rules that uh, might not might not be as easy as people think. But yeah, in, in my eyes, what you've said there, uh, it makes it, uh, in my eyes, clearer for the for the fans at the stadium, for the fans watching on TV, for the referee, for the rider, for the start marshal, for everyone that if if the clock hits zero, you're out. You know, it's it's quite a clear rule. But it's again another one that's different in Britain to the rest of the world. Um, there is reasons I've been explained the reasons which okay I've respected the decision. But um, yeah, I whether it happens this year I don't know, but 100% I'm sure that will happen for next year. Um, yeah, this year I I won't get into the ins and outs of things, but yeah, I think you might be able to understand that it's a bit of an in-discussion uh, topic, let's say. Okay, watch this space. We'll put it down <laughs> as. <laughs> Having a two-minute clock is a very simple, uh, it's not rocket science, let's say, um, and it just gives a visual story to the race. Um, I have had people say to me, oh, two minutes is too long. And, but Speedway as a sport, that two minutes should be used, in my opinion, as a, a crescendo to the event it should be a build-up you should be able to see it whether you know we this the right music it's the right build-up it's the right tension and then it becomes 15 of them each stories every every meeting and then at the end of that meeting you've got a different story then which is the final result so for me it, it's telling the story with that but you know there's lots of things like that that i'm i'm aware that a potential not issues but they're always talked to about fans will talk about it and discuss it. So if we can move forward with things and try and not eliminate, but just try and appease because fans I've said in, in my interview with the Speedway star, a lot of Speedway people are very bright and there's a lot of people that have good brains. So for me, I, I would almost, I, I would be looking to set up, you know, a, maybe a, a fan from each team that could put some input forward and, and give, you know, ideas from Ipswich, from Sheffield, from Kingsland, Peterborough, Bellevue, wherever, Wolverhampton, from all of the clubs, just to give um, feedback. Because you have to respect that these are the people that's paying the wages of, of the riders. Of course, we would like a lot more of these people. That's the idea. But to take on board what they see as a... Uh, an event experience, whether it's on event, before the event, during, and then after the event, what what can be improved from their eyes? And I, I really would, that's something, again, further down the line that I would like to look at. Overall, the the, the Premiership this season, as, as we mentioned, there, you know, there are some big riders coming back in, um, not least the likes of, you know, Dan Bewley, reigning British champion, won the Grand Prix in Cardiff, and back on on a track that he's had quite a lot of success at over the, over the years at uh, home. It'd be interesting to see how he gets on back at uh, the likes of Monmore or uh, or Ipswich, and then at Ipswich, uh, Emil um, back in in Speedway. Um, Nicky Pedersen back in the sport. We've got Jason Doyle. So we've got world champions, Grand Prix riders, and that's you know lifted them all. But there's there's a lot of lot of talent in the Premiership this year. There is, and, and that can only bode well um, as we go through the season and uh, going on. Then you know, looking at these guys, I'm sure 
not necessarily the these superstars will be in the playoffs because it might be teams that don't have these, you know, as we classed as the riders you spoke about then. But that's one thing that I'm aiming at. The, the playoff final will elevate hell of a lot from what we've had. It has to. It has to be a separate entity. It has to be a bigger event. It has to be better. It has to be much, much, much lifted, in my opinion. Okay, I've got time to do that. So hopefully when we get to the playoffs, that will be a massive event for the teams involved, of course. It'll be live on TV. The stadium hopefully will be packed and we will have a very, very good show. That is the plan. Looking forward to it. No, it's and I know we're, we're trying to get people from outside the sport in, but there is also interest from people maybe haven't been for a while as well, who are getting their interest peaked again. And I've seen people saying, you know, they're going to travel the length of the country to just to see, um, you know, Nicky Pedersen ride um, at Peterborough one week, or or to see Emil at um, at, at, at Ipswich, you know, and and so there is going to be you know a lot of interest and. Um, and it's going to get people sort of off their sofas and into a stadium. Of course, you notice the, the, the two or three guys you mentioned here that's new back this year. And that's obviously a financial investment from the clubs. They've potentially, I'm not saying taken a gamble, but it's a calculated risk that they've taken to obviously, you know, when, when you get the, one of the, some of the best riders in the world, you have to pay a reasonable wage. That's the way any job is. And, uh, Obviously, I applaud what they've done, and I really hope that it, it pays off by people clicking them turnstiles and coming through. And that, that's that's the main thing. A bit of good, positive feedback is massive as well. And Speedway fans, I'm not saying they have a duty to help the sport, but sometimes I think it's in any sport. I'm not going to say it's just Speedway. You know, you look at any sport, and if something goes wrong or something they don't like, they will... Uh, chop it down as quick as they can and some people have that opinion you look at every time they go on social media it's a negative 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 and that's some people are like that some people are very positive that's you have to try and uh, let's try and get the negative ones at least mediocre let's say that's that's the idea <laughs> great way of putting it well if you can achieve that you certainly achieve something um <laughs> phil all the very best of luck for for the season ahead um if, if if anybody can do it it's you and i think it's a you know great choice to uh for, for you to look after the premiership everybody's you know the comments i've seen have been very positive and, and as you were saying you know what Speedway fans can be like but I think they respect what you've done in the Grand Prix and uh, which you're going to continue to be doing as well alongside this but um, looking forward to seeing what you can bring to, to British Speedway Yeah I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it obviously the season starting literally round the corner and uh, I can assure anybody I will give this as much effort as I possibly can more than I can probably because I want to see the project uh, succeed, which also means I've succeeded. I, I, I'm not a quitter. I, I don't like the failing things, and, and I hope I can really put my heart and soul into this project. And I really want to give the sport a big boost and try and move it forward in the right direction. And I will be doing everything in my power to do that. There's the new Premiership CEO, Phil Morris, on No Breaks, No Fear. And I'm sure if you're a fan of uh, Premiership Speedway or indeed you're watching on the TV, you will see him in action and you will also see him in his uh, uh, pre-existing role over the last eight years or so uh, working with the FIM on the Speedway Grand Prix Series. Next, then, we'll hear from a few of the riders who are going to be featuring in the British Speedway Premiership and we'll start off 
at Foxall. Ipswich Witches had their press day over the last seven days and we managed to uh, grab a chat with uh, the man that plenty of people have been talking about over the course of the winter. A surprise signing unveiled not so long ago. Emil Saifudinov is back in British Speedway and we'll hear from him next. No brakes, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back. I'm Ian Brannan. Let's hear some of the interviews that we've managed to get at the various press and practice days that have taken place. And we'll start with the Ipswich Witches, who held their press and practice a few days ago at Foxall and also unveiling their big signing of the winter. Former world number three, Emil Saifutinov, making a sensational return to British racing. His only previous spell in the UK was in Coventry back in 2011, but now on the comeback trail after being forced to sit out 2022. He's a Polish citizen competing on a Polish licence and he's now set to line up alongside Jason Doyle in British Speedway's Premiership. Well, Mike Boswell from Gen X Radio in Suffolk had a chat with Emil Saifutinov and started by asking him how the deal came about. Uh, yes, uh, actually, Chris Lewis uh, called us in the winter and asked about the, what we think about the riding for the Ipswich and uh, I, I don't f- think a lot, but uh, just say, like, accept. And then, of course, we need to organize everything, you know, it's uh, to ride in Kingdom because we need to organize, like, everything, uh, paper, uh, or so, something like that. When more bikes, you know, it's like, so uh, we'll be ready now. And, uh, yeah, so just want to say, like, thanks uh, for Chris uh, Lewis, you know, who will uh, work in Cardinals to to back he, to England here? So again, and uh, it was uh, last last year. It was tough time for me, but uh, like I said, you know, I can't wait uh, for the first meeting. Excellent. Good to see you. Good to see you in this first meeting. Um, and you've also been up there at the top, uh, top of the GPs. You've also ridden across many different countries. You know, Comparing Britain to the other countries, is there a different setup? Do you need different engines? Do you need what's? Give us some insight if you can around that place. I you know it's compared like uh, Poland for sure. It's uh, it's different speedway here in England because it's different uh, tracks and uh, different shapes and uh, different uh, rules, uh, different sprockets for sure. And uh, that way, I uh, wanna make some get some more experience here you know it's because uh, uh, always like uh, many years ago you know it's, uh, it was good school in England uh, to riding be- better and uh, if you want to if you want to like make like growing up you know and so we need to come here and and uh, what can I say more you know it's uh, for sure you know it's uh, it will be hard for me but uh, I'm ready for that, you know, it's because I like, you know, it's uh, pressure, I like uh, stress and uh, I hope, you know, it's, I can score some points, you know, for the team and uh, and uh, we can try to fight, you know, it's like about the championship. And, you know, focusing on the team, how many have you ridden before? How many do you know outside of the circle of this Ipswich Witches as such? Actually, nothing because uh, I just tried to to watch some uh, from last year some uh, meeting here and uh, 
just how they're running. But uh, I think in, uh, when I see in uh, YouTube or somewhere, you know, it's, uh, it's completely like different. Uh, it looks like uh, track is big, mm -hmm. but actually uh, when I see, you know, it's how many meters here. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's uh, I'm most shocked and uh, yes. Yeah, I don't know if it's uh, very narrow or not, but uh, never see it yet, you know. So today we're going to test and uh, we'll see. So you might have a shock later, later on, okay. or it'll be okay, yeah. it'll be okay. Yeah, but, I, uh, but I'm ready you know, for that, because uh, when I, uh, 2011, I've been in uh, Arena Essex or Wolverhampton, it's, uh, it's really small there, so it's, I think here it will be okay, you know. See, when we, we, when we go uh, to Cardiff, you know, it's, it's so not, not so bad. Brilliant stuff. Good insight. Um, teammates, yep. how many have you ridden with and how many are you still kind of getting to know? I, I, I know some guys, uh, Jason, uh, Kenyuri, and uh, Danny, Reese, uh, and other one, I don't know how, how they riding riding because I never see. But I think uh, in a paper we have a good team and uh, just try to good fight and make a good fight you know, to the championship so uh, uh, I never been uh, I never get the gold medal in England so uh, it's, uh, it's a good opportunity you know, to make this Chasing a gold medal in the UK Emil Saifutinov the new signing for the Ipswich Witches well let's hear the other perspective from that deal let's hear from Chris Louie who of course was instrumental in making that happen and uh, the story from his side also chatting with Mike Boswell Chris what a what a close season give us some insight into how it all came together and nice to still see you in one piece sir <laughs> thank you very much yeah it's been a a long hard winter this one I think I say that every year but this one's been uh, fairly extreme one way and another uh, with obviously putting the team together and uh, injuries and all sorts of things but um, yeah we're uh, we're at press day and we seem to have a one to seven now so uh, and uh, you know it's one that I'm very happy with so I'm really looking forward to getting going now and sort of you know in the closest and just give us an insight to, to how you start that team building you're a promoter as well there's financial figures all things of how do you decide you're going to run and, and what league you're going to run in and what team you're going to run there's never any doubt that we want to operate at the top if, if we're able to do so so um, yeah that, that one's easy but yeah putting a team together obviously you know the sport has its rules with points limits which um, you know, adds its own difficulties um, we're, we're actively trying to attract the best riders back to our league in the Premiership in the UK and uh, you know f I feel I've done my bit with that job obviously bringing Emil back uh, bringing or Emil back to the country but first time in Ipswich um, and you know Jason returning from last year um, along with Eric and Danian and Danny um, and, and Keenan you know he's an exciting prospect young Australian uh, he's got his experience last couple of years in Poland and uh, you know, just wants to add the UK to that portfolio and the experience that that can give you. So, um, you know, um, obviously unfortunate that we've lost Jack Thomas before we even get going for a, a, an accident in training. Um, he's got a couple of back injuries, uh, which are going to take quite some time to, to heal. But you know, you've got to look after yourself, particularly your back. Um, and Joe, young Joe Thompson comes in. Took him about 30 seconds to make the decision when he got the call. So. Um, you know, he, he's grabbed the opportunity with both hands, and to learn from people like Jason and Danny and Emil, he, you know, he's not going to get a better opportunity than that. So, really looking forward. Great bunch of lads. Looking forward to getting going. And you know, really big scoop trying to get Emil in. But got to ask you, there's no yellow pages anymore of speedway riders. There's so how how did the light bulb moment come that 
I'll go after Emil. Or are we looking elsewhere as well? Um, well, of course, you're sort of scouring Europe for all of the riders and, and considering every option. But um, it was way back in November. We, we, uh, you know, there's the political side to that signing, which we don't need to go into. It's very obvious. Mm. But um, you know, when I realised that he would be getting a license to race in Poland, um, I thought, yeah, this this is a guy that really winning in the club. You know, he's he's only two years ago, uh, he was third in the world. Um, and it was an opportunity for him to, to get racing again, having had a year suspended. So uh, it felt to me like a, a very good fit. And he's, he's a um, mild-mannered, amiable young man, very polite, who I've known since he was 16. He hit the world scene, um, chasing back wheels as he was then, but it's made him the racer that he is. And uh, I just felt, yeah, if there's an opportunity for that, I think we should, um, we should take it. And sort of, you know, we look across the whole of the, the league. I know, obviously, you you are director of the the BSPA, but it's been quite strong at the Premiership level this year. Was that intentional to try and open up those doors? Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to see the Premiership um, as strong as it can be and wants it to be the number one league in the world again. You know, you don't have to go back that far, and it was. Poland has, has well exceeded that these days. We all accept that. Um, but you've only got to look at our first meeting of the year. It's a league match against local rivals, Peterborough, and you're going to have, um, you know, at the top end of both teams, you're going to have Jason Doyle, Emil Saifutinov against Nicky Pedersen and Niels Christian Everson. So, you know, the world stars are coming back. Um, and, and that's got an interesting look to it as an opening night. Absolutely, absolutely. And to that opening night, you know, it's always a big start to the, the season. What's your thoughts on that first kind of thing? Is it going to be pretty much uh, an intense battle between the witches? You know, do you see a leading light coming out of that? Um, no, leading lights. I mean, you know, Jason, without question, was the number one rider for Ipswich, but in the league as well last year. So, uh, of course, you know, not not wanting to add any pressure because he does he doesn't need it he puts enough on himself but um you know he, he i'm confident will lead us again and if the likes of of um emil and and danny and eric you know um they're returning riders if they can back him up um and keenan can find his feet fairly quickly then yeah i, I don't think we'll have one leading light i'd like to think that we're going to be a, a, a more solid one to seven than people think you know we look top heavy i, I accept that yeah. um but if we can gel then then we will be a good unit as well Ipswich promoter, Ipswich legend, Chris Louie, speaking with Mike Boswell. Now, we've often said that speedway riders are a different breed, and when you look at some footballers rolling around after a little innocent knock on their ankle, you have to wonder where they are in life. Now, Eric Riss broke his leg in the middle of last season. He came back from that injury for both Redcar and for the Ipswich Witches and rode magnificently at the end of the season. However, what he didn't realise at the time was that he'd done his cruciate ligaments in his knee. Now, these are the kind of ligaments for many other sports people that would end their season, certainly in some cases end their careers. Eric Riss, he was riding a speedway bike at 70 miles an hour. Eric picks up the story. Last year in, in June, end of June, um, July actually, sorry, yeah, broke my fibula and also tore my ACL and LCL. Um, I had surgery on the fibula and then six weeks after surgery last year I went back on the bike and I had a lot of knee knee pain and at that point I wasn't aware I tore my ACL and then I got that checked out again and found out I tore my ACL and LCL um, and then I decided to finish the season because there were still a few meetings left that I could do and you know I was pain free so I was riding a few meetings and then got surgery straight after the season was done um, 
and I'm still recovering from it. You know, it's a long process. ACL injury is usually six to nine months. Um, so I'm still only three, three and a half months into recovery, and so it's still not fully healed. It's still a long process, but I feel like I'm at a point where I can ride my bike pain-free. Um, obviously, there's a big risk of getting injured again if I, you know, crash, unfortunately. Um, but I'm willing to take that risk. Fair enough. And, you know, it looks to be a pretty busy seasoning for Eric Riss on the Speedway front. Um, how many clubs are you involved with, both continent and also in the, in the UK? And what's your individual plans? Yeah, so obviously I ride for Ipswich. Um, then I got a rec car in the championship in the UK as well. And then I ride in the Polish first division with uh, AC Lanchet. Um, so, yeah, three leagues. Um, then I also got the German league which I nearly forgot because it's only a few meetings. Um, it's only six meetings a year, so um, not that much. But, yeah, I'll take part in that as well. And then, you know, if time allows, I'll do a few individual meetings in Germany or wherever there is one um, that plays well. Um, and then maybe some long track as well, we'll see. Um, you know, I come, from, I come from long track routes and I still can't fully let go of it. And uh, every time there's a... Uh, there's a chance for me to do one or the other meet and I'm, I'm happy to take that chance and do it. Eric Riss likes going fast and uh, there he is speaking with Mike Boswell. Well, there was uh, a late change forced upon the Ipswich, which is unfortunately Jack Thomas sustained some serious injuries in a, a pre-season practice and that's certainly going to rule him out for quite some time. Um, he's aiming to come back by the end of the season, I think, but uh, it may well be longer than that. However long it takes, best wishes to Jack Thomas. Uh, replacing him, another JT, Joe Thompson, gets the call-up and his opportunity to ride for the Ipswich Witches. We'll hear from Joe himself in a moment. But first of all, let's hear from Chris Louie, who explains the decision in choosing Joe, Joe Thompson to take the place of Jack Thomas. Many people were perhaps expecting Anders Rowe or Drew Kemp to take that slot, but uh, a change in direction. Chris Louie explains all, and then we'll hear from Joe Thompson himself. You know, I'd love to think that, that he will be racing for Ipswich again one day um, in, in the near future. Um, right at this time, you know, the decision was made. Um, you know, we'd, we'd like everybody else, we'd read things from from Drew, and uh, he found the, the pressure of racing um, for his hometown club sort of a little bit difficult to contend with. And uh, except that if he needs um, a period of time without that added pressure, uh, then he, he should be he should have that. And so, <clears throat> you know, it is absolutely nothing against Drew, and and I would like to think that he will turn to the club. Um, maybe with just a bit more experience a little bit older in, in the coming years yeah definitely um, really looking forward to this year riding in all three leagues in the UK so yeah it should be uh, definitely some good track time and experience and uh, really excited to be at Ipswich as well I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be here and uh, yeah very sorry for Jack Thomas to get injured it's never nice to see anyone um, be injured racing but it's a great opportunity for myself and uh, very thankful to uh, receive it. And of course, predominantly uh, ridden with Leicester for an, a number of years. What's your kind of experience of Ipswich? Is it how have you have you ever raced on it? Yeah, I've done uh, only a couple meetings or so uh, at Ipswich. Uh, so the uh, press and practice day and also the team practice day will be very valuable to me and. Uh, a chance for me to really get dialed in at Ipswich and uh, 
as a home track. So, yeah, I'll... Uh, I'll be looking to build on my experience uh, definitely so there is Joe Thompson and a busy year for him riding for the Ipswich Witches but also the Scunthorpe Scorpions in the Championship and the Leicester Lion Cubs in the National League which is uh, a track that uh, he's pretty much grown up around interestingly the Ipswich Witches will be lining up against the Leicester Lions for their uh, I think their second fixture which uh, is going to mean heat number two Dan and Joe Thompson up against each other for real around the track they grew up on and now let's, let's talk about uh, the first opposition though for the Ipswich Witches that will be the Peterborough Panthers. In the next part, we'll hear some audio from their press and practice day, which took place in the last couple of days. Not least, we'll hear from Nicky Pedersen in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back. In this final part, we will hear from Rory Schlein soon, who's making a return to Monmore Green and the Wolverhampton Wolves. First of all, let's move the spotlight onto the Peterborough Panthers, who also got together for the first time on their press and practice day. I don't think there was too much in the way of practice. It was more press. You don't need to know about these details. First of all, let's hear from the big signing of the winter. Announced not so long ago, but what a name to bring back to British Speedway. Three-time world champion Nicky Pedersen has been chatting to Dave Rowe. Nicky Pedersen, great to see you here today and for the season ahead. How are your preparations for the season going? Well, so far so good. I feel good in my body, you know. It's been a tough tough winter, you know, but also a great winter to the fitness-wise. I'm back in, uh, back in good shape, so I uh, can't wait to get back on the bike. I tried a little bit in Hungary for a couple of days, uh, but now we're in the, in the game, you know. We're here in the UK, and I can't wait to get back on the bike again. And joining the Peterborough teammates for the first time, so in with... Nails and hands and so on, an exciting year ahead? Yeah, I mean, the, the, I think the atmosphere is going to be pretty good, you know, that's going to lift the whole thing, that we can have good fun, you know, and the, the boys has got good experience, you know, and uh, we know each other for, for, uh, for many years, so it's going to be good on the team and everybody, you know, it's important on the team and we're going to have some good fun and uh, hopefully make lots of success. You've had a chat with the promotion this morning with Michael and Carl and Rob Lyon as well, have they been telling you what they expect? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're going to have another talk again with, with Rob Lyons. He's uh, finally the, the, the team manager, you know, which is good. You know, he's, uh, he's one of the best around, so uh, I'm, I'm pleased with that. So, uh, no, it's been good with Michael and, and Boston also, you know, with the, the promoters, you know. It's, uh, I can't wait, you know, to, to get this going, you know. It's uh, excitement for me also and excitement for the fans of Peterborough. So, uh, we're going to see, you know, how it's going to go, but uh, I can't wait. And excitement for British Speedway, because as long as the weather holds, this week, Ipswich against Panthers, Jason Doyle and Emil looks really, really exciting. Yeah, I mean, with some, uh, some experienced riders here, you know, Hans Anderson, and Chris and Evil, versus Doyle and Emil, you know, it's going to be exciting, you know, and it's good for the British fans, so we can't wait to, to get on the bike, you know, and hopefully the weather's going to stay, you know, so we get some practice with Thanks, thank you. Great to see you back. Thank you. Nicky Pedersen, three-time world champion, lining up back in British Speedway with the Peterborough Panthers. And they'll be in action very, very soon and say up against the Ipswich Witches, and we heard about them a little earlier. Another rider making his debut for the Peterborough Panthers, indeed making his debut in the British Speedway Premiership, is Ben Cook. A lot of excitement has been surrounding Ben Cook through his time with the Pool Pirates, who he remains with for a third season in the Championship, and now he's able to take a step up to the Premiership. And he's also been chatting with Dave Rowe. Ben, big, big season for you coming up, obviously making the step up this year. Good time to be doing it, you think? Yeah, for sure. It's a next step in my career, so 
what better time than now. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Something you have to do, you've done two years championship, still going to be in there, probably scoring very well, but at, at your age and so on, you, you have to step up, don't you, to race against these top guys? Yeah, if you, you want to be the best, you got to <laughs> you got to burst the rest. So, um, yeah, no, it, it's a, the next step for me. And, um, yeah, like I said, just looking forward to it and hopefully continue off from last year and, yeah. Peter, the track ought to suit you from what we've seen, your ability on these sorts of circuits? Yeah, it looks good. Uh, I've always thought that I would enjoy the track and I haven't personally read it yet, but uh, obviously seen meetings on, on the Euros board and all that. But um, yeah, looking forward to it and uh, yeah. Obviously part of this team which has some real experience and characters like Nicky and Niels who have been there, done it, done everything. Hopefully you'll learn from them. For sure, I've uh, said it before, you can't buy experience, so uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that'll be good. Uh, that'll be good for all of us boys, not just uh, just, just our younger ones, but um, everyone's, everyone's learning and you're never, you're never not learning, so um, yeah, it'll be good. Interesting start on Thursday, hopefully it stays dry, uh, riding in Ipswich, who have made headlines themselves with, with their team, so it could be quite a big, a big night. Yeah, for sure, uh, a big clash straight away. and. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough time of year because you just want to ride your bike, but uh, the weather's not playing yeah. hard. And, but yeah, hopefully uh, get a few laps in on Wednesday at Paul and it'll be sweet for Thursday. Ben Cook then making his debut with the Peterborough Panthers. His brother, Zach Cook, will be lining up for the Wolverhampton Wolves. And we'll hear from Rory Schlein soon. Before we do that, let's uh, hear the words of Rob Lyon, the team manager at the Peterborough Panthers. It's been um, a roller coaster ride over the last couple of years, winning the league title in 2021 and in 2022, the opposite end of the spectrum. What will 2023 have in store? Here's the thoughts of Rob Lyon, the Peterborough team manager with Dave Rowe. Yeah, I think there's some seven real solid teams and um, uh, I think there'll be some interesting results. I think it'll be a tight league if I'm honest mm. um, which is what everybody wants really. Um, I can't see any team out there you know possibly Sheffield I guess is, a, is on paper you don't win anything on paper do you but mm. Sheffield on paper probably look the strongest but there's certainly seven teams that can that can go all the way I would, I would suggest at this stage yeah. the, the bookmakers have Peterborough in that pack battling for a playoff place is that where you see things with, with this lineup as things stand at the start with no one really knows what, what is going to happen but what are your initial expectations yeah you can only go what's on paper and I think that's a fair assumption yeah I think it's a fair sort of call really um, I think it'll be in the mix somewhere without a doubt um, every team's going to say the same thing at this time of year aren't they but realistically that's you know, it's all about playoffs, isn't it? It's all about playoffs, getting there, and then um, anything can happen, as we know. So that's the initial aim. There has been a, a refresh here, some new faces from last season. Obviously, the, the big experience of the likes of Nicky and, and Niels. What do you think they can bring, and are you personally looking forward to working with them? Well, I've known Nicky, uh, Niels for a number of years, to be honest, and, and worked with him for quite a few years. And uh, I've never worked with Nicky before, but... Obviously, I'm aware of his, his professional and uh, his reputation is uh, goes before him. Really, he's, yeah, he's straightforward. I think, and um, I'm sure we'll get on great. And their experience of both of those guys um, will rub off on the younger riders in the team, the likes of Benjamin and Ben, Ben Cook, um, and Jordan. Obviously, uh, I think should benefit a tremendous amount this year. You know, not just in advice, but the fact that they're. They're actually, you know, riding alongside those type of riders. Um, can't buy experience. 
There's Rob Lyon, team manager of the Peterborough Panthers. Next up, let's focus on Wolves, who keep a fairly familiar-looking lineup. Uh, just a couple of changes, really. One was enforced in Nick Morris, who had to choose between the Leicester Lions and the Wolverhampton Wolves. He's staying with Leicester as they move up a league. And uh, also uh, an addition at reserve. Drew Kemp moves out. Zach Cook, the brother of Ben Cook, moves into the side. But it was Rory Schlein who was the surprise package. And and BBC Radio WM's Mike Taylor, he's not afraid to ask the important questions on the tip of all of our tongues. Rory, you're back. Why are you here? Because we all said goodbye to you. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to have to answer that question quite a few times. Uh, look, it, it, without going into a long-winded uh, answer, um, just things we just didn't turn out the way we were hoping. Yeah. Um, the racing side of things was sort of a... Not a lasting moment, but just sort of as it's an option. Um, I made a few phone calls, and and then not six months later, here we are. Yeah. So. Um, but I race, races <coughs> want a race, Rory, don't they? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll be honest. My last race after pulled after the final, I was generally done. I was spent. Yeah. I, I I got home and I said to the missus, "I'm generally I'm I'm tired. I'm done. I'm yeah. mentally worn out." And then. They always say like absence makes a heart grow fonder, and but you know it took um, one practice and <laughs> and here we are. So it was more the fact that knowing that I could still do it, and then I yeah. did a meeting in, in in Australia and racing against the likes of Jamie Lindsay and Adam Ellis and that, and yeah. well on the pace. So it was after that I thought, you know what, why not? Yeah. So because um, you don't want to come back, you want to do it well, don't exactly. you? I want to do it, and Pete and and Chris know that. Um, I've worked with them long enough to know they that they know that I wouldn't do it no. half-hearted. No. Um, you can't. And a little bit, a little bit of me has a little bit unfinished business. If I'm being brutally honest, you know, the 2017 loss still stings a little bit, yeah. and uh, nothing would would uh, make me more happier than you know, winning a league with Wolves for sure. And this team could do it. I mean, it's a competitive league and there are some big names in it this year, but you're a strong team. It's, I've been asked that question a few times as well, and we might not be the team that jumps out on on paper, mm. but we're a team that is solid from one to seven. Yeah. You know, and we only have to look at what Peterborough did a few years ago. They weren't even, they were picked bottom by every, every club and they went on and dominated the league. Mm. So we've got a team the riders know how to ride walks, yeah. which is a huge thing. We've got a team that can ride away from home, like Dougie and Luke and Sam ride Sheffield, Bellevue, Peterborough really well. Yeah. So, look, if they want to treat us like underdogs, bring it on. I like, you know, more than merit, don't yeah. care. Because um, at, at the end of the year, we know um, uh, what's said on paper means absolutely diddly squat towards the end of the year, because sure. I think Peterborough approved that. Yeah. So we'll be happy to um, go in under the radar and you know, start tearing trees and stumps all yeah. over the place and start getting some results. There's a, there's a strength in building a team that way, isn't it? Because if, I mean, riders do, by nature, gain and lose form. You know, things happen to riders during the course yeah. of a season. Oh, you know, I don't, if I you've don't, got, got lots yeah. of riders who can perform, that's yeah. a strength. I, I don't wish injury on anyone, but no, no, injuries can happen but, but, as yeah. well. So, But form comes and goes yeah, as well. So, yeah. um, but the best thing about the, the, the Wolves team is a lot of youth there as well. Yeah. Um, there's this, obviously there's other teams with youth, but I think you know mm. we've got a, a team that the potential yeah. is high, like yeah. very high. Yeah, yeah. Um, so look, 
if I was to say go in under the radar or go as one of the you know favourites with the pressure on, yeah. give me the underdog every day of the year, you know, sure. and uh, you know the Wolves supporters I think like like that sort of you know underdog, you know, yeah. uh, and I just think we've got characters as well yeah. in the team. So look, I think look, they can under write us off or do whatever. I know, I know what this team's capable of, and I, know, and I know the potential of these riders. You know, I've ridden with them long enough, and um, and I know what British Speedway can do. Last thing, um, at 38, as you were speaking of youth, 38 is not old for a Speedway rider, and now, and there are lots of examples of riders pushing even further on, well beyond where you are. Now. I thought I was going to be one of the oldest ones, but Nicky's obviously surpassed <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, he's he's a pure example, uh, and yeah. he's had some pretty big injuries of late as well. So. Yeah. <coughs> Um, you, you can never fault his uh, mental strength, his commitment, his desire, um, hardness. Yeah. But he'll still have question marks uh, over him because he's coming back from a big injury, as Chris Holder knows, a very similar injury. So it took Chris, you know, a couple of years to get over that. So just because Nicky can't, Nicky can't rely on his three world championships, he's got to go out there and you know put the points on the board. Yeah. So you know he's still got to you know perform. Um, but again, you still respect everyone when you go to the start line, and, and you know you got the likes of Emil, got Bewley. Um, so it's a stacked league. It's a very tough league this year. Certainly is, but an exciting year ahead for all of us, and you'll be able to see Rory Schlein in action as part of Sam Masters' testimonial, which takes place at Monmore on Sunday. Uh, also in that will be Luke Becker. Ryan Douglas, Jason Doyle, Jai Etheridge, Max Frick, Chris Harris, Freddie Lindgren, Sam Masters, Nick Morris, Scott Nichols, Josh Pickering, Justin Sedgman, Jakob Torsell and Rowan Tongate. That's in alphabetical order, not the draw order. And if you can't make it to one more, you can watch that fixture on BSN as well. Let's have a look at the fixtures then as we head through this week and uh, see what we have in store as we get moving with British Speedway. The very first fixtures in the Premiership takes place on Thursday. The Sheffield Tigers versus the Bellevue Aces and the Ipswich Witches versus the Peterborough Panthers in the uh, round one of the Premiership. Then on Friday, we've got a special meeting taking place at Redcar, uh, the Echo Arena. It's Redcar Bears against a Newcastle Diamonds select. Uh, a good lineup for Newcastle there as well, including both of the Worrells. Uh, Richie and Stevie will be in that one. On Saturday, it's the Ben Fund Bonanza at Kings Lynn. Another strong lineup in this one as well and uh, of course this is taking place at the uh Adrian Flux Arena, another place where you can see Freddie Lindgren in action who's certainly making most of his time over here. He had a bit of disappointment on Monday at the Peter Craven meeting but he's in action for the Ben Fund along with Simon Lambert Danny King, Connor Mountain, Lewis Kerr, Michael Palmtoft, Steve Worrell, Charles Wright, Tom Brennan, Kyle Howarth, Richie Worrell, Ben Barker Jakob Torsell, Paul Stark Justin Sedgman and Christoph Kasprzak are all going to be lining up in that one for the Ben Fund, raising much needed funds to help and support riders uh, who find themselves injured or need medical treatment even many many years down the line past and present riders everybody benefits from that and unique in world speedway the ben fund bonanza uh, taking place on saturday uh, and then looking uh, further ahead uh, after the uh, weekend's uh, events that we just talked about Monday 
back to Premiership action. It's the Peterborough Panthers versus the Ipswich Witches, and we've got the Bellevue Aces up against the Sheffield Tigers in a repeat of the grand final from last year. So that's how the fixtures stack up over the next week. A decent start to the season. Fingers crossed for the weather. Let's get on there and see some top-class speedway wherever you are. Uh, get there in person, or you can watch uh, on BSN those meetings at the weekend as well. And then uh, we'll be back with you here on No Breaks, No Fear next week. And uh, the next episode will be on Wednesday for a review of those opening matches and also a look ahead to what lies in store. And also next week, Steve Worrell having his testimonial. And um, we've got uh, the Premiership Knockout Cup getting underway, so we'll be talking all about that next weekend. Keep up to date with everything happening across British Speedway. Of course, uh, on your favourite social media app of choice, Certainly uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, regular updates on there. And have a great week and hope to see you trackside soon. Finally, just like to uh, give a mention to Nigel Pearson. It would have been his birthday this week, in fact, on the 21st of March. And obviously dearly missed by all within Speedway. Uh, without Nigel, we probably wouldn't have had this podcast, to be honest. He was a huge driving force behind it and uh, was very heavily involved until his uh, sad passing last year and hugely missed by all in the sport so we'll raise a glass to you tonight I'm sure Nigel and uh, he would have absolutely loved what lies ahead this season in Speedway with some of the riders that we've got coming on track happy birthday Nigel wherever you are and we'll catch you next week on No Breaks No Fear No Breaks No Fear the official British Speedway podcast Podcast Network.